back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on. A very happy Friday to all of you. Welcome back to On the Block. We are live from Barry's today. A little bit chilly. We're inside. Ninth in Q in the Haymarket. Barry's the place to be. Happy hour is underway right now. So started at 2 o'clock. They're going to run until 6 o'clock. $10 pitchers. $3 Captain Morgan. $1 off all appetizers. Doesn't get much better than that. We're also giving away a free signed Jason Peter jersey. Signed. We're going to give that away at 5.55. You have to be present in order to win. we got people now putting their name in the hat, so come make sure that you do as well. Definitely a hot commodity. A Jason Peter signed Nebraska jersey. Uh, Barry's opens bright and early tomorrow at 8 o'clock. So the tailgate lives on, so you might as well start your tailgate a little bit early. Keep it rolling through tomorrow morning, and they're going to get underway here at 8 o'clock in the game again tomorrow at 11. We're going to keep breaking down some Nebraska football talk. Again, me and Strick are going to be hanging out for old school as well. Uh, Jay Foreman's going to be kissing babies, shaking hands, doing what he does, but me and Strick are going to be sick around. So we're going to talk plenty of Nebraska football again. 11 o'clock kickoff tomorrow against the Golden Gophers in Memorial Stadium. And Strick, might be a little bit of snow. I yeah, saw. Man. It's not official. I, I don't know. I, you never know with the forecast. Uh, we're gonna have to ask Ken Shemek on that one. What the what the weather's gonna look like? It looks tomorrow. like it may it may it like may get over tonight. Yeah, a little bit yeah, over tonight. Yeah, a couple end up over the morning. But what's, yeah. what's fascinating though is the high tomorrow is like 56 degrees. Yeah. So by kickoff, it might it actually be, be pretty nice. But um, it might be a little bit wet to start out the game. Might have a little bit of snow. Uh, but Stricker, I want to break down the NFL a little bit again. We're gonna have a little bit of a shorter segment here. Went a little longer than Nebraska football talk as we normally do. Um, last night, the Eagles, they improved to 8-0. So we're, now we're officially, or I guess we're not officially halfway through the season now that it's 17 games. you got to get through that first half of the of the ninth game. But the Eagles one step closer to being undefeated. Are, are we sticking with our kind of, eh, I don't know if they're going to go undefeated this year. Because we talked <laughs> about the cupcake schedule. We've talked about it extensively now. Well, well, see, here's the thing. What I liked about what the Eagles did, they went on the road. Anytime you face a team that feels like their back's against the wall or like a cat caught in a corner, you know, they, they, they come out swinging. They come out fighting, scratching, right? That's what this Houston team did. They came out fighting. I mean, this game was tight. They did. Pretty much all the way up to then near the fourth Texans quarter. Texans scored on their first drive. You know, so <laughs> yeah, this, was know. A, this wasn't just an easy win. This isn't one, but it tests the mettle of a team. Because this is what you have to do. If you want to have a successful run in the playoffs or you want to go deep or you want to, 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 to be able to put your name in a hat of possibly uh, getting to the big game, you've got to do stuff like this against teams like this. And they did that. And so here's what I loved about what they did. Jalen Hurts, 21 for 27. Two TDs, no turnovers. He was in and out of the pocket. He stayed up. He didn't make bad mistakes. He, when he got into trouble, he threw the ball away. He did all of the things with a, cube, uh, a rating of 120 or 129. So he had a successful game for yes, the team. On the other hand, Davis Mills, two interceptions, you know, against a good team like, like this, a team that's pretty, pretty solid, pretty strong. Uh, great running game out of Miles Sanders uh, last night. But I'll tell you what, Damian Pierce. 
the running back for, for Kids the Tech, stud. He was he's the he real was deal. punishing. He's the real deal. I mean, deal. he ran 27 carries he's for no 139. Joke. He had a great game as he's well. No but the big thing that happened was you saw the diversity of their offense, right? Some games it's AJ Brown. Other games it's probably Devontae Smith. This game it was Dallas Goddard. Goddard went nuts. 8 Catches for 100 yards on nine targets. Great game for Goddard. He played very well. They ended up pulling out the game 29-17. to 17. That's the thing, too. This Eagles team is just so versatile. And you would have asked me before the game, or excuse me, before the season, where I saw the Eagles, I would say probably second in the NFC East might slide into the playoffs, very similar to last year. But uh, they've looked good this season. But I, I want to share this with you, Strick, and I know this was kind of a, a meme and it might not have been entirely the way that uh, the season has really played out. Uh, so this is the Philadelphia Eagles road to 8-0. and So, again, this is a meme that I saw on Twitter. So this is the eight games they played. They beat the 1-6 Lions by three. They played Kirk Cousins in prime time. They beat the Commanders. That's a good win. They beat That is, but, you know, Kirk Cousins in prime time. Yeah, yeah well, unfortunately, Kirk Cousins doesn't have him in prime time. Beat the Commanders. Beat the Jaguars. Beat the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins. I know you're not buying the Cardinals. They beat Cooper Rush. They have that set out specifically. They beat the Steelers, which are currently a bottom three team in the NFL, yeah. and they struggled. Now, I don't know if you want to necessarily say struggled, but they struggled against the 1-6-1 one, and one Texans. So you just have to look at this. And let me ask you this from, from an athlete perspective, uh, playing at a high level that you did. Do you want to play the best competition during the regular season? Because the only thing I worry about the Eagles now is, like, you've had this cupcake schedule. You start feeling yourself a little bit, okay, we're that team. But at the same time, you look at teams like the Bills, the Chiefs. I mean, they have tough schedules. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Eagles aren't necessarily going to be in that category. No, I, but, but that's the thing. Sometimes it ends up being like that. So that's why you have to kind of hone your skill set. You have to hone. You have to win those close games. You have to. That all teaches you lessons. I mean, listen. Yes, when you get up against a a tough opponent, it does change. You know, the, the way sometimes that those games may fare or end up. But here's the thing: the speed of the game don't change. You still You're got right. great cornerbacks. You still got it's great still linebackers. The NFL, right? It's still the NFL. Right. So so the speed of the game isn't going to change. Yes, maybe the depth of some of the, the greatness of teams will, will happen. Um, I, I, I still don't think they faced a, a pass rush like the Bills or somebody no, like that yet. They, no, or, no, or teams. So they, that's coming down the road. They've got a couple of challenges that they're going to have to face. But here's the thing. So what? Put themselves in a position to be uh, real high in the, in the seating, get your bye, and Which then just huge. see what happens. That's huge. Yeah. You know, because you don't know how it's going to fare. You don't know what injuries are going to come out from a team that's playing in a wild card no. game. Those teams that are playing beat up, bruised up, it's been a long season. You don't know what's going to happen, but you're sitting there getting that good rest. And then you're out ready. Yes, yes, usually it's never always the same. Good teams feel like they're playing. They're playing well. They come off and they face a team on a bye. They may catch you slipping. But – I just say for this team, put themselves in the best position that they can based on what they've been given as far as the schedule. And you talk about that bye, too, especially in the NFL now. Um, there's just one team that gets a bye in, in each conference. So you look at the, the NFC and the AFC, you only got one. So it, it is huge in the NFL now. Yeah. Uh, I want to flip over to the Cowboys. I know that uh, you've been somewhat critical of Ezekiel Elliott. You've always said Tony Pollard's the guy. Well, it turns out that might actually be the case. Averaging almost 10 yards a carry in the Cowboys' last game, 
three touchdowns. I don't know how other way to say it other than a breakout game for Tony Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott looks like he's going to play. Um, how do you evaluate? How do you evaluate this situation? Because again, I talked about the trade deadline, and I know there hadn't been rumors. I was just thinking out loud. Do the Cowboys maybe move Ezekiel Elliott? Like, if you can get a third, maybe a fourth. I mean, you've got Tony Pollard still on his rookie deal. Ezekiel Elliott making almost twenty mil a year. It just makes you think. And now I'm thinking too, like. Do you put Zeke out there just because you're paying him this kind of money? Do you give it to the hot hand? I just think it's such a bizarre situation because we were talking about three years ago, Zeke Elliott's probably the best running back in the NFL. And now you're looking at Tony Pollard. You give him a full workload, I'd say he probably has potential to be a top five running back in the NFL. So this situation is very bizarre to me. And a team like the Cowboys, too, that have aspirations to make the Super Bowl, that think that they've arrived. I feel like you got to give it to your hot hand here. Tony Pollard has something that Zeke um, has lost over time. Just, just he's a more of a bruising back, a one-cut guy. He gets in and, and makes things happen. Times those holes because of the speed of the game close up a little bit faster than Zeke can get. You lose to a half step; just it's a half step. huge, and yes. that's that's the difference between him and Pollard. Pollard hits a hole and he's through a crease, and he can he can break something off into the second level pretty quickly. So. When, when you think about Tony Pollard, here's an interesting thing. Ezekiel Elliott has had 109 attempts already with 443 yards. Okay. Tony Pollard's only had 81 carries in eight games, a whole game more than him, for 506 yards. They both wow. averaged the same amount of yards at 63. 63, both of them, 63 a game. One person's getting more carries than the other. Uh, Pollard has five, one TD more than him, and six point two average per yards carry. carry per carry so so here's a here's something that's crazy right so something that just happened recently that i just thought was interesting and Sutter Heyman text line listen i i want to throw it out to you as well because it is an interesting thing that i saw just recently 402-464-5685 give me your thoughts on this is this a conspiracy or is this something that you really want to think about the, uh, the Cowboys had, uh, are going to be playing on Thanksgiving as they usually do. This time, right, not right. playing the Detroit Lions though, like they normally would right. do or somebody like that. Or the Lions would normally be playing. They might still be playing because that's The Lions always play. They always play on Thursday. I don't even know who they're playing. Um, yeah, but even, they're man. playing the Giants. That's going to be a huge. The Cowboys are. Huge divisional rivalry game. Is it in Dallas? I, I want to say I think it's in Dallas. I, can't, I can't, can't say for sure. I could be wrong. Well, when you went to the game, where was it at? Oh yes, it's in Dallas because it was in it was, was in, in New, York. New York. Okay. Okay. So they released the Giants, um, not the Giants, but the Cowboys helmet for the game. They released this you in June. Show me this today. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. released this in June. Ezekiel Elliott basically just posted it on his Instagram, and and the marketing department and the Cowboys organization are going in on him because of it. Come on. <laughs> like, what does that and mean? And they had already posted it. They've, they've already let it be known what they're going to be doing. All he did was post it, right? Wow. So, for me, is that something that they're causing or trying to add a little friction or controversy into the mix of it? Ooh. <laughs> like, because help, help it make sense to me. You've already known since June that you had this. You didn't say necessarily as to where you're going to be right, wearing it, right, but you've right. already shown it. You've already let it be known. But now all of a sudden, Ezekiel posts it. You want to add controversy to it or make it an issue or a problem? 
So that that was kind of weird to me. So that made me think, like, are they trying to add a little friction to maybe try to figure out a way to finagle or move him out the way or get him out the way by doing this? I just thought it was crazy. Just throwing it out there. That is a little weird because I I, I don't know if – if maybe that's a Jerry Jones thing. That's I what I'm saying. I don't know. Because it's, it's come from the marketing department, so it's come from the business side of things. Right. So it, Not it's, necessarily personnel. Right, right. Yeah. And Corian Lincoln says this, last couple seasons, the only reason Zeke has been playing ahead of Pollard is Zeke's salary. That's it. Jerry doesn't want to eat the check he cut to Zeke. I mean, that that, that could be it. I just it, – it's just so weird. The, the Cowboys, when they pick and choose to pay guys too, because I was, I was watching – I can't remember what it was, but – there was some type of a podcast or something that I saw, and they said the biggest issue with the Cowboys is they don't have another receiver outside of CeeDee Lamb. You had one. You had Amari Cooper, and you decided they not to pay him. But they, that's the problem. They didn't want – so Amari The picking didn't, and choosing the, here is Amari, bizarre. Amari didn't really give them what they were hoping because he had that really good season. He did. And then all of a sudden he got injured, and then he just really wasn't – emerging or or getting the job done and 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 i would have i would have deferred into paying him too i I think i would have done the same thing because you really would have cap strapped yourself especially knowing that you were possibly going to re-up on dak so i i I like it they went to a cd lamb cd lamb is performing for him pretty good right now cd lamb you know 42 catches uh, for 500 yards, there's a little bit of CD balance Lamb there. Is, is good, but that's but the thing. But like, he's not a one. I don't think CD Lamb think is so? a one yet. Okay. I think he's still a two. But they got to figure it out because they've got big money in the quarter in the backfield, in the quarterback, in the in, and in the running back position, and and in their line, which is which is positive on their defense. They've still got to figure out what to do with Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. He's going to be coming up soon. Yo, and so you got to pay him. He's the just, best defender in the NFL. Ash, you moved the other linebacker that um, – Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, which I understood that. So you decided on Van Der Esch. You made that decision. You've also got a cornerback that's got some money into it too. So there's a lot of money that's spread out. They've got to make a decision. I don't think they can improve themselves until they figure out what to do. And with this them. is what I've always been saying, and I, I, I'm not going to loop, loop the Dolphins into that category because I know Jake Sorensen's over there, and, and he'll give me the, the stink eye on that one. But you look at these teams, I mean, you pay these guys. You pick five or six guys and then just pay them a ton of money. That just really is tough on the rest of your team because depth is so big in the NFL because someone's going to get hurt. And then when they do – what do you do? I mean, you've lucked out with the Cooper Rush. You've lucked out with the Tony Pollard. You're not always going to keep lucking out with that when your big money guys get hurt and go well, here's the issue It's not going to keep happening. Texter, Texter 9987s, basically, I mean, I, I can understand this point. Um, is, he a, is he a four-down guy? I, I don't. I haven't seen it too far. Right. I mean, I haven't seen a too much of a problem yet. Right. I think he's capable of catching out of the backfield. But he says oh, he certainly he is, loves yeah. Pollard, but he still needs to improve in his pass blocking, and that's where Zeke has a leg up on him. I think Zeke is stronger. He's able to take on yeah. linebackers, take on ends, do some chipping, different things like that with a little bit more effectiveness. Right. So it'll definitely be interesting. And strict before we go to break here, John- Jonathan Taylor ruled out for next game. Is this concerning? Already missed uh, two games earlier this season. Um, it's a little bit concerning to me. I mean, I'm a Colts fan, but uh, not great. I don't know. I don't know where they can go. I've already <sighs> made a. Sh- they made a shift from uh, <laughs> Matty Ice yeah, over to uh, yeah. 
Ellinger, I just don't know where else they can go from here. No, it's and losing they one might of the shut better running the backs season. in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Shut they, they might shut him down for the whole season. Again, we're live from Barry's Ninth and Q. Come check us out. Happy hour from two to six. Ten dollar pitchers, three dollar captain, one dollar off all apps. Come check us out. You're listening on the block, 93.7 the ticket.